first of all, I just want to uh, apologize for not providing a podcast last week. I believe we had a few people that said they, they missed the podcast last week. Is that right? Can you believe that? Yeah, I heard that a few people missed it. Uh, I mean, it amazes me still. But yeah. uh, but it's, quite, it's nice to hear. It's nice to hear that people find my mundane voice partly interesting. It's a blessing that we were missed in many respects. Um, what did we miss? Uh, I think England won a couple of games. England are looking good. Uh, other than that, everything's kind of as normal. I guess the only thing that's really been significant is the, um, I mean, the race for well, third place. Is Huddersfield and Cardiff. No, Huddersfield and Fulham are now relegated. Oh, of course, yeah. We'll definitely be getting into that one later. Um, I think we should almost start in a in a sort of backwards chronology, i.e. let's go from the most recent footballing event. Um, I'm not sure if you watched it today, but I watched the FA Cup semi-final and it was a fantastic semi-final, to say the least. It was a great spectacle. Delafay's first was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, dare I say it, Delafay kind of, he's got nothing on Messi, but the way he plays is kind of Messi-esque. Is that fair to say? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, he. I get what you're saying. He's got like, he's got the agility, and you know, he sort of, you know, got a, got a decent dribble to him. But I just, up until recently, where I think he has been, you know, sort of in sort of week in week out, he's sort of been doing something. Mm-hmm. He tends to go missing quite a lot. So yeah. I think this is the first sustained amount of. Um, sustained amount of what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like consistent performance. Yeah, sustained. That that's, that is exactly it. Sustained amount of consistency that we've seen from him, and well, since I can remember, I don't actually remember him being known as a consistent player. He'd sort of flick up here and there with with half decent result, with sort of half decent performances. And it's but, interesting because he was actually dropped for this game as well. I think um, I saw an interview with the manager after the game and he, in so many words, said players were dropped. Players were basically selected on merit of recent performances. And I don't know if it's in training or in recent games, De Lefeo hasn't done enough to impress the manager. But he came on and he turned up when it was really important. I thought recently he'd been scoring goals, creating chances and not been doing that bad. And sort of forging quite a good partnership with Troy Deeney. The mm. um, whole little and large partnership, which tends to always do pretty well. <laughs> um, I've never thought of it like that, little and large partnership. I like that. It's strong. It's a, it's a, like Emil Heskey and Michael Owen. It's a Brilliant. perfect example. Yeah. Um, but he sort of, I think they bring the best out of each other. And I think that that's why we're seeing maybe the best of Delafeu because he's got that sort of, that person to sort of barge past people and create more space for him. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, Wolves at two 0 I didn't, I didn't anticipate Watford coming back like they did. No, not at all. If I'm completely honest, before the game started, I had my my money on Wolves to to do it, and even to go to the final and maybe challenge challenge City. Um, yeah, I thought Wolves started the game very, very well. They're definitely on top of things. Um, a couple of free kicks, Ruben Neves, Halmatinho could have scored from. Um, Jimenez is incredible. Diego Jota was a constant problem. Um, and I just feel like when they went 2-0 up, bearing in mind both goals were from set pieces, they did go 2-0 up and I think Wolves seemed to think they had the game won. Hence why they probably took off Jota, um, who they could have done with as you know they were chasing the game by the end. Uh, what do you think? I, I think you're spot on there. I think that they probably thought they had one foot in the final, mm-hmm. which which in in essence you probably are going to think. I yeah. mean, they were largely the better team. Um, they were two 0 up, and they weren't sort of they they were they were having it all their own way in mm-hmm. in some respects. Um, I thought that Jimenez finish was unbelievable. Yeah, he's one hell of a player. Um, and they've just signed him on a on a permanent as well. Yeah, record signing um, was thirty million, wasn't it? Yeah, thirty million, which looks a good deal. I think that's a great buy. Um, he pulled out the Ray Mysterio mask as well, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, it was. Str- but the problem is, is because it went to VAR, I was sort of chuckling because I thought to myself, if this gets ruled out now, <laughs> that is like that is a serious commitment, isn't it? Imagine, is, yeah. Like putting that mask on is a serious commitment <laughs> and you are just going to look like a tool. Yeah. If that doesn't work, if that doesn't, if that gets disallowed. But yeah, all, all credit to Wolves. Um, I mean, well, all even more credit to Watford, Troy Deeney, the big man who I don't think actually had that much of a good game. Um, but he's just a constant, I guess, annoyance, a like little thud in your side. You know what I mean? I would hate to like defend against, um, Dini. I reckon Dini's the kind of guy where even if he doesn't get the better of you, he still says stuff to you constantly throughout the game, which like frustrates you and you walk away thinking, ah. Oh. I remember years ago when we were kids and we used to play against Berensfield. They were crap. We used to beat them like 10-0, but they had this one centre-back who was a prick and he used to like just say things to you for the whole game and like give you little jabs in your side and stuff. And you'll walk away feeling like, I don't know, disappointed somehow. The the thing with Troy Deeney is he's such he's he's so big and he's so strong that you always have to keep an eye on him mm-hmm. because if any of them if 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 a high ball comes into the box you're always going to struggle yeah because do you know what I mean he's not your he's not your average striker nowadays you know you because he he is that sort of the unit mm-hmm. he is just a unit and I think that that he, and he plays to his strengths. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's good at holding up the ball. He's sort of, he's not someone that's going to run in behind. But what he will do is he will make it a lot difficult for people. And you're, what, you're see, what you'll notice is that if he's making it difficult for one centre-back, one of the other defenders will try and go over just so that if he does wriggle past them, they're supportive. Yeah. And that then leads to someone like Adela Fayou. Mm-hmm get in extra space because he is now sort of occupying two defenders. Mm-hmm. And that is why I think he's 
and he, he he can finish. The boy can finish. Yeah. So I think I think that they're the two major reasons why he is, you know, he is one of top. Uh, sorry, one of Watford's big game players. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, I definitely hear that. Well, uh, congratulations to Watford, and uh, hopefully they can win the league and stop this potential quadruple that Man City are potentially on to. Um, they won yesterday 1-0 at Brighton. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. They weren't great, were they? No, they weren't. But equally, I don't... There wasn't one moment in the game where I thought Brighton could come back. I thought that Knockhart called, caused them a few, ch- few sort of issues. But you're right. You're right. I mean, and not just that, but I think that if City were playing a better standard of team, you know, and that's no offence to Brighton because I actually thought Brighton still played pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I think if they were playing a, another top six team, I don't think their performance would have been as lax. Yeah. Um. Was, let's. I mean that that ball from De Bruyne for the goal. Oh, it's just it, De Bruyne doing what De Bruyne does, I guess, though, isn't it? It's inch perfect. It yeah. is inch perfect. Absolutely. Um. And to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to do the quadruple. I think they'll do the treble. Which one are you saying uh, they're not going to win? I don't think they'll win the Champions League. Fair. I don't think they'll win the Champions League. Um, but I can't see... I can see them having a tough time in a couple of the couple of their Premier League games, but mm-hmm. I, think they'll, I, I still think Liverpool will drop points. I think Man City, they've clearly just got like strength and depth ultimately um it's an got, incredible they've got so many players that can produce those little bits of magic so even in games even if this wasn't brighton even in games where they may not even play that well there's one player who could just turn on a sudden moment and get that all important goal and when i look at all the all the teams in the premier league i can't think of any other team that has as many individual players that can produce magic as man city no, no, there's, there's not, there's no one really, is there? Mm-hmm. And I think that this, if they do the quadruple, it'll be unprecedented, and I don't think anyone will do it again. Yeah, um, spe- which is a testament to how good this city side is. Definitely, yeah. Um, speaking of quadruples, uh, once again, uh, we're here. It's the race for the top, uh, but also I think the race for third place hots up. Um, but let's talk about the race for the top. So obviously, Man City were occupied by the the FA Cup this weekend, but Liverpool played on Friday night um, in a game that they didn't make too easy for themselves. What What did you make of your team, Dan? Uh, it's not... It, it wasn't a surprise to me. We haven't made it easy for ourselves for a lot of the time this season. Mm-hmm. And I think, and this is going to sound incredible, playing what? We've played 32 games. Yeah. We've got 82 points on the board, which is our best ever, um, points our, our sort of our, our, our best ever title score, you know, at this stage. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't actually think we've played that well this season, mm. which is incredible to say. Um, by our standards, especially last season, mm-hmm. I, I personally think that, I mean, we were lucky not to go 2 0 down. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think with the Shane Long chance, um, I think he's, he's three and thirty nine for him. 
Which wow, I mean, not, it's unbelievable. That's not great for a striker at all. Um, and he, he, I mean, they caused us issues. They caused us a lot of issues, and they deserve. They well deserve to go one 0 up. And mm-hmm. um, they were unlucky. And, and I think the the tide only turned when Milner and Henderson come on, mm-hmm. because Redmond was consistently getting at Trent, and it was causing them issue after issue after issue. And I think that with with bringing Milner on that sort of season pro, I think it sort of balanced the flow out a little bit, sort of stemmed stem the attacks. Um, I mean, towards the end, and sort of when we went 2-1 up, I didn't really have much fears about us not going on and winning it. Mm-hmm. Um, or not as much as I would in any, like normally for other games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's a valuable three points. It was. It could always have been a banana skin. In years gone by, it would have been a, been a banana skin. And we live to fight another day, which is the main thing. That belief is still there that it can happen, that we can topple this city side that is all-conquering. I think, um, largely, largely speaking, um, kind of neutrals to this, this title race, I think are probably gunning for Liverpool, given the fact that they, you know, they've never won the Premier League title and the fact that you're grinding out results makes it a bit more of a, I don't know, a kind of journey. Uh, a kind of, you know, a documentary made about Liverpool's journey, I think will be more interesting than a documentary made about City's journey this season. Um, so for the sake of entertainment, I think people are probably gunning for Liverpool. If City are to win their next game, then it's back in City's favour. And it seems like every time both teams play, it's you know, the favour falls onto the other foot. So it's mad, massively exciting to say the very least. Yeah, I think it's massively exciting because there's a title race. I mean, last season there was nothing. Yeah, There was nothing like a title race. And I think that, I mean, now we get to look forward to Sunday where City have a hard challenge in in Palace away, Mm -hmm. which I think is always a tough game. Mm -hmm. We've got Chelsea at home, which is massive. Um... And City's City's um, game in hand is United away. We could do you a big favour. If, we, if <laughs> I'm going to be the biggest Manchester United fan, if we are still in with it, we're still in the hunt for that title. I can't wait. And it pains me to say it, but we need something from them, and that's one of the only games I might be able to see them slipping up. Yeah, is I can't see them slipping up at home. I know they've got Tottenham, which I think is going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. But at home, City are a different proposition. And I think that this Palace game on Sunday and the Man United game are going to be the two tests away from home where I think City will have to dig deep to get a result. Well, they've they've got depth. So we'll see, I guess. Um, you mentioned a couple of teams there, obviously Man United and Tottenham, uh, alongside Arsenal and Chelsea featuring this this race for the for third place for third and fourth I guess um I mean one it's really interesting to see how much Tottenham have slipped up I think we've touched on that before um today I panicked a little bit um because of those four clubs I just mentioned I personally believe Arsenal are the worst but Arsenal had the opportunity today to move into third
do you do you genuinely believe Arsenal are the worst team out of them them four? Uh, yeah, I do. I genuinely do. I think I think they proved it in their performance today. They just their players are a bit weak. Generally, if they're if they're tested on like a strength level, in like a physicality level, they don't rise to the challenge. And that's that's what makes them worse than the other teams. They don't have that like strength, that core strength. And the defence is still a little bit lacklustre. I think it's a toss up between them and Chelsea. Um, the problem with Chelsea though is is not that they're bad I think it's that Sarri is constantly making bad decisions but if he was to make good decisions i.e. play Adoy play Kante in the right position play Hazard which he did in the last game Chelsea showed you know they can do bits yeah I mean no I get what you're saying I think Arsenal are the worst squad out of the four yeah I think that's what I mean Um, and I would but but they're still well within the running. I mean, this it's crazy to think that Solskjaer's gone on this ma- amazing run with United and they're still sixth. Yeah. So, I mean, it is completely open. And I think that's exciting as well because there is so many twists and turns to see who can get in there. Yeah. And so many of the teams like really have different reasons to really need to be in the Champions League. Obviously Tottenham um, finally have opened their new stadium, which looks incredible, I must say. I'm actually going to try and get down to it in the next season. Uh, not because I'm a Tottenham fan, by any means, but just because it's a spectacle and it's in London. I think I think everyone is fully aware that you are not a Tottenham fan. I'm not a Tottenham fan, but I, I have <laughs> been to see Tottenham just as many times as I've been to see United this season, which is the same amount of times I've been to see Millwall. In all fairness, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th- I think that I think that's the thing. I think this creates for an atmosphere around football mm-hmm. where, it, where it, it makes it contagious, it makes it exciting, and we don't sort of we are you know looking ahead to next weekend, and it's you know no one's running away with anything, which is fun at this yeah. at this sort of stage. It's fun. I mean, it's nerve-wracking for me. I imagine it's probably nerve-wracking for you, but that's what we—that's what we watch it for. We don't watch it, you know. I mean, for you know the boring values of it, we watch it because it's you know it sort of it brings everything sort of alive. Yeah. And I—I I mean, the Champions League is actually a welcome distraction, to be honest. But even that. This you know this week coming up is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the Champions League coming up, uh, I just wanted to mention teams at the bottom of the table: uh, Huddersfield and Fulham, both woefully relegated. Um, I think last time we did the podcast, we'd already confirmed Huddersfield were relegated, but now Fulham are also. And um, what do you make of Fulham's lack of ability to play well or do anything? They spent over a hundred million mm. this summer. They, and I don't even know where it's gone. Like when you look at it, I mean, they signed Mitrovic, who you know, what I mean, is is a decent striker. Mm-hmm. They signed 
that Seri that is was highly touted, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think he's covered himself in glory whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They signed Anguisa, who I think is pretty much the same player as Seri, and he's n- not covered himself in glory either. Mm-hmm. And sort of you, you're struggling. I think all of a sudden player... it looks like. I was going to say another player is Sessegnon, who didn't really step up, considering there was calls for him to be put in the England squad in the World Cup. I was I, really excited. I just didn't really feel like he was given a chance. Mm. I don't really feel like the manager sort of let him flourish. Mm. It was almost like they were sort of unsure whether or not he'd be any good, and unsure whether or not he was. He would sort of make it. Yeah. That that's a feeling that I got. Um, I could be I could be wrong, um, but he he's not really had a great run in the team. Not nothing extended, and um, it's a shame because he was like the most exciting player for them last season. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's mind blowing, really. But I mean, I slate Huddersfield a lot. Mm-hmm. But to their credit, they didn't overspend. They didn't, you know, o- they didn't overextend their finances. They're not in any, you know what I mean? They're going down to the championship as a wealthy club with all these sort of, with all the sort of like the payments they're going to face from sort of like, you know, getting relegated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're going to be fine. Fulham, on the other hand, spending that much money and, I mean, it's not even close. We've still got what they got relegated with. What is it? Six games to go. Yep. It's just spending that much money. You would expect a lot better return on that. And I think that, I mean, I whether or not the change of managers helped, whether or not there was a bit of a trigger finger there, it it doesn't bode well for them. And I and I don't even, I don't think we'll see them bounce back up next season either. I think the problem with a club spending so much money on players is the players join without a sense of allegiance to the club. So a lot of these players they've invested in, Fulham that is, um, are probably going to move on now Fulham are relegated. A lot of them are arguably Premier League standard. So they don't want to be in the championship and they don't really care about Fulham. They're not there saying, right, we're going to like work hard for this club and get them back in the league. We're like, we just don't care straight up. I completely get what you're saying, but <clears throat> with the with the exclusion of Mitrovic, mm-hmm. who else? Who's going? Who's where? Are they going to go? They're not. Not many Premier League clubs are going to take a punt on them because uh, they haven't performed. Well, whoever comes up, Leeds. Oh, yeah, I know, but but that like Anguissa was signed for thirty-one million. Mm-hmm. Seri was signed for twenty-eight. Yeah, that's a lot of money that players have got, that clubs have got to spend coming up on players that didn't perform. They were there last. That's a very well, this bad season, point, yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand where they go from here. And, I mean, maybe it'll be a case of Newcastle, like Newcastle, when they went down and a few players got a rocket up their ass and, you know, performed better in the championship, come up and have made a bit, you know, bit of a better meal of it. But, mm. I mean, I think it's all down to mentality. And if their mentality isn't right, they're not coming back up straight away. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, so commiserations Fulham fans and Huddersfield fans but you were crap so um, 
well sucks to be you really um unlucky <laughs> you mentioned um in the coming week we've got the first leg of the quarterfinals of the champions league um in it there are tottenham versus city liverpool versus porto ajax versus juventus and united versus barcelona um which game is this a stupid question which game are you most excited for dan Tottenham Man City. Oh really? Why is that? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. But that's the game that sticks to me. What why is that? Because we oh, I just think two teams going at it, like especially with the first game being at the new stadium. Mm-hmm. It'd just be interesting to see what atmosphere is like, how City deal with it, how Tottenham deal with it. Um, and what what comes of it really I mean last season nobody expected at this stage for Liverpool to be 3-0 up against City within the space of you know half an hour yeah and it's just to see if City learn from that mm-hmm. it's to see if City go into this game you know what I mean with a bit more not structure but just a bit more nous yeah, and whether or not they come in and sort of just just read the atmosphere right because I think the the atmosphere at Anfield, you know, European night. I think you know I don't know whether this is right, but it was almost like that was wow. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if Spurs can do the same thing, that's sixty two thousand Spurs fans buoyed by a new stadium, Champions League quarter final. You know what I mean? basically a fully fit side mm-hmm. and it, it could be a task it could be a task it'll be incredible it is close for Tottenham to... if they win that game I mean it'll be incredible if Spurs won that game and it will be such a good second leg yeah um, I mean that and that is closely followed by the Man United Barcelona game because I think that is going to be I, I just I just think Messi is unbelievable it, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Pogba performs in that game. You know, obviously Pogba's very inconsistent, but he's largely hailed by myself, including many of us, as one of the best in the world. And if you're the best in the world, you've got to turn up in big games like that. Now, humour me, because I don't know if I'm right, but is Pogba banned for the first leg? Ah, oh, I completely forgot about that. He got sent off against PSG? Yeah. He might just be. I might have to just quick time, just pull out the phone and just Google that. This is information that I should probably already know. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm typing in Pogband. Because I know he didn't play in the second leg. He didn't play in the second leg that you guys won. Mm -hmm. But is it a two-game ban? Or is it a one-game ban? I can't remember if you've got two yellows or or a red. Pogba will not be able to return to the next outing. Uh, I, yeah, I don't no, think it's he two play. yellows. It was two yellows. I think he's fine. Okay, thank God for that. <laughs> um, but I mean, that right there. I mean, you can't afford for him to get sent off. Yeah. And the problem is, is against. Against a team like that, they will pick at you, and they've got players with 
quick feet, agility, like Coutinho, like Messi. And I mean, I, I can't see it. I, I can't see it ending positively for you. Mm. But, but I said the same thing about the PSG game. Yeah, so did I, to be fair. I think I'll be happy if Man United just perform really well. I don't mind losing if we play well, <laughs> I think, is important I for think, me. Well, I think that's it. I think as long as you don't get tanked, mm. which in Barcelona have the ability to do that to anyone. Yeah. So, and Messi does. Messi has this unimaginable ability that he's able to just go in and just make anyone look stupid. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as long as he's not able to do that often, I think you guys, you know, stand a chance of at least not being embarrassed. Yeah. Which is which is a is an accomplishment when they are on their game. Um what about your game? You've got uh, Porto who I did a little bit of research, saw where Porto are in the league. They're on a bit of a head to head with Benfica, similar to the Liverpool City head to head. But it is the Portuguese league which with all due respect, isn't as tough as the Premier League. So do you fancy your chances? Um, I think we'll do okay. Um, I don't want to be overly confident. I think it was a generous draw. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm sort of standing on the side of being cautious because it could bite me in the arse if I say, yeah, we're going to smash them. So I think it depends on what team turns up. Like I said, I don't think we've been very good this season. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, I think that we're not going to blow them away like we did last year, mm-hmm. which is a worry. Um, and I think it will make it more tense, but I think we will go through. Yeah, you're definitely the favourites in that game. So, um, I mean, it's... Yeah, exciting. Uh, finally, Ajax versus Juventus. For me, uh, I've always liked Juventus, but it'll be wonderful to see Ajax cause a bit of an upset. Yeah, I think for the for the the football purist, mm-hmm. it would be romantic to see Ajax cause havoc. Mm. But if Ronaldo's fit, I can't see past Juve. Yeah, just because he's missed the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely, and he's. He's just such a, he's just so unbelievable. He's a sort of when it comes to, when it comes to his goal scoring record for like for Champions League games, and he always turns up. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I can't see Ajax managing to stop managing to shut him out. Cool. Um, I think that will do it for part one. Uh, in part two, we'll be talking about uh, some of the best players outside the top six, and our ideal Premier League. Hello, welcome back to part two. Welcome back to part two. Um, Dan, you mentioned something to me the other day, which I thought was quite an interesting topic of discussion. Um, best players outside the top six, which I thought was a great topic of discussion. Um, did you have particular players in mind when you mentioned this to me? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, so so I heard this on the radio, so I can't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's... And there's a few that come to mind. Um, I think Ruben Neves, that plays for Wolves. Defo, yeah. I think Jota. Yep. Jimenez. Yep. Um, 
I think Decore that plays for Watford. Yep, these are all in my list. Um, I've got um, Jamie Vardy because I think he still performs week uh, sort of season in season out. He's also in my list. Yep. Um, I think Wolf Sahar. Yep, he's in my list. Um, he's only joined in January, but that Yuri Tielemans that Leicester have in centre midfield. Yeah, he's a good player, international as well. I think he's a wonderful player, and I mm. think that he will. He's he's already brought so much to Leicester, and I think he will only continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can go. There's there's so many players that you Andre Gomez. Uh, what for West Ham? No, for no, um, Everton. Felipe Anderson. Oh yeah, Andre Gomez. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't in my list, but now I think of it, good player. Bernard, Felipe I Anderson. think, performed really well today as well. Uh, Felipe Anderson at West Ham. Mm. Um, and I also think when he's when he is fit and firing, Manuel Lanzini. I think he's up there as well. Okay, that's an interesting shout. Um, I've put um, Nathan Ake in my squad. I think he's done a really a good. Shout. Yeah, I think he's done a really good job this year. Um, he's pretty solid. I've also gone. I put a keeper in there. I thought who's the best keeper outside the top six, and I've gone for Kasper Schmeichel. Well, that's interesting. Who would you have gone for? Oh, I mean, it's tough. I I like Ben Foster. Oh, okay. I I like Ben Foster. Um, over Tom Heaton it's Pickford maybe maybe I think on his day Jordan Pickford mm-hmm. um, I like Fabianski as well mm-hmm. I, to be honest actually I'd probably say Rui Patricio of Wolves he's had a very good season yeah to be fair I'd probably go with Rui Patricio there's been no mention here of Delefeo Because I wouldn't put him in that bracket. Is he not consistent? I don't enough? think he's consistent. No, I don't. I don't. I, I think that if he becomes consistent enough, I think he he could be in there. He's got the talent to be in there, but not at the moment. I don't think he's in that bracket. Um, I also had in my list um, Madison at Leicester. Very good player. Yeah, he scored, I, a lo- scored a lovely free kick at the weekend. Yeah, I really like him. Like I've been watching him, and I think he's he's quite a talisman. He's like in every attack, he's involved somehow. Whether he's assisting, whether he's on the end of it, whether he's kind of starting the move, he's you know very much pivotal in like Leicester going forward. I really like Madison. Mm, I like Yao Martinho as well of Wolves. Of course, yeah, he doesn't get as much plaudits as like Neves. Um, I kind of feel Martinho sits back. A little more than Neves does, and hence why, yeah, we take him for granted a little bit more. He's a very good footballer. There, there's so many, and I think this is why it's such a good topic of discussion. If you had to pick one, if you had to pick one solitary player, who would it be? I would probably say Jimenez, but the reason I say that is because obviously he... He scores goals, so he's he's easy to remember. Um, but I I want to say Zaha, but I just can't help but think Zaha is just built to be a good player at a club that isn't as good. 
Like if you put Zaha in, say, a Man United or a Chelsea or a Liverpool, I wonder if he would perform as well. I really wonder. It's a big statement. I think he would. I think he would. And he would be up there as what as uh, for me as the best the best player outside the top six. Um actually to be honest, I think I'd probably go with him. It was a it was a toss up between him, Telemans, and Ruben Nevers. Okay. And I think I'm just going with Zaha just because of that. But out with a three, I think he is just more likely to wow me. You know, he's just more likely to sort of just do something magical. Let's say hypothetically think- Zaha was at Liverpool. I mean, one, would he start? And uh, two, would you still see him as like one of the best players in the in the squad? I'd see him as one of the most dangerous. Um, I don't know whether or not he'd start. He wouldn't have him over Mane? I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I mean, if you was to check, I think you could change the system to fit him in. Mm-hmm. And I think you could have Salah up top, Firmino just behind Mane on one wing, Saha on another. Mm-hmm. And I think it would work. But if you was playing a 4 3 3, I like the way our front three are at the moment. And I don't think that there is too much scope for change. But I think he would get into, I think he'd get into United squad. So you say Zaha over get... Martial? Yeah, probably. Bear, I think I would too, actually. Should have um, sold him back. <laughs> um, I, over any sort of, he would get into Arsenal squad. I think he'd get into Chelsea squad. I think he'd get into top. He'd get into their first 11s. I think he'd get into Tottenham's. I think Zaha uh, is the player that um, Iwobi wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the player that Awobi dreams of being. And just, that's it, he just dreams of it. He's only that's that it. player when he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Alex, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, Wolves are half of me. But it's a very interesting topic. And I think a lot of other people will have a lot of different opinions. Yeah, I think I think I'm sort of in agreement. I I really really like Raul Jimenez though. I think he's consistently been a great player for Wolves this season, um, and that's maybe because, like I said, he he gets the goals, and he's been in my fantasy football squad. So you know, I've paid more attention to him than other players as a result. Yeah, but yeah, let let us know. Anyone listening, let us know. Um, jump on the Twitter or the Instagram or the Facebook if you know us personally. And tell us who you think the best players outside the top six are. And if there's anyone that maybe would be in your list that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. Just before just before we go any further, I would have put Aaron Wambasaka in there. Oh, but how did I forget Wambasaka? Yeah. He is I think he's just it's just too soon to put him in that bracket just yet. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Next season. Um <laughs> One other thing that uh, came up earlier this week, I can't remember where I was browsing, but I was on Twitter somewhere and I saw this this app where you can put in your ideal Premier League. So obviously the Premier League features 20 teams. You can pick any 20 teams 
from the entire football league to fit into your ideal Premier League. And I, I came up with an ideal Premier League and I sent it to you and uh, you had a few things to say. You thought it was it was interesting. Um, I, I thought it was very... I thought, the, I thought the most interesting thing was that you, you uh, didn't put Tottenham or Man City in there. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, I... <laughs> It's very personal to me, this this choice. And I've based it on teams that have given me some of the best memories over the years. And Tottenham haven't really... Oh, gosh. Hello? 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 Yeah, so so I I literally got to you answering about Tottenham Man City. Yeah, so this is very it's very personal to me, and I haven't based it on teams that I believe deserve to be in per se. I've based it on teams that have given me the best memories over the years, and to be quite frank, Man City have given me bad memories more than they've given me good memories over the years, and Tottenham just haven't really done much for me. Uh, they, they've given me Carrick and they've given me Berbatov but other than that I'm, uh, and Defoe I guess actually now I think of it maybe I would put Tottenham in it's a big shout it's, it's a big shout but um, here's my 20 uh, I'm going to do it in alphabetical order because that's where it's listed so I've got Arsenal um, Aston Villa you know what I'll, I'll name the club and tell you why they're in there so Arsenal are in there because you know they've been a, a great rival to Man United and I'm a Man United fan Um and as much as I hate to admit, I did love um, Henri and Pires and Burkamp, and you know, there's lots of players that they've had that I've really admired and enjoyed watching on Match of the Day. Um, Aston Villa. The reason they're in the squad is because uh, my family are from Stafford, and every time we used to drive up to Stafford from Oxford, we could see Villa Park. And I've got a lot of family in Birmingham, so yeah, I kind of like them. <laughs> um, I'll take that. Blackburn. I like their kit. I think their kit's sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's mainly it. And I remember they were quite good at one point. They had Damien Duff and Richard Dunn. Um, Mort- Morton Gamps Pedersen. Yep, Gamps Pedersen. Yeah, he was he was great. Uh, yeah, that's mainly it. Bradford, again, I like their kit. I remember the first ever PlayStation game I got, like football PlayStation game, Bradford were there. I think the game was called the FA Premier League Stars. And yeah, I just remember Bradford. Um, Bristol City because I used to live in Bristol and I went to a couple of Bristol City games they're no good and no one in Bristol actually cares about football they all like rugby but for me it would be nice to have a Bristol club in the Premier League Chelsea again have, have given me some memories in terms of being rivals I quite liked them during the Gianfranco Zola era uh, Leeds again Manchester rivals Just, uh, just say Bristol City again and go from there. Yeah, Bristol City. Um, I guess I, I used to live in Bristol. I went to a couple of their games and no one in Bristol actually cares about football at all, really. They all like rugby and stuff. Um, but it'll be nice to have a Bristol club in the Premier League. Chelsea. Um, I guess the reason why they're in my squad is my ideal Premier League is because you know, they've been a rival for a long time. I actually quite liked them during the the Gianfranco Zola era at the end of the 90s. Um, Leeds. Leeds have got to be in there because I think it's important that we have a team that wears all white. 
Um, I quite like teams that wear all white. And, uh, you know, Leeds Man United is kind of a derby. And they've got vile fans, and I love vile fans. Uh, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, again, they provide a good derby. Um, I think, yeah, don't need to say much more. Man United, uh, obviously, I'm a United fan. Middlesbrough. Uh, I just remember that time when Steve McLaren was in charge and they made it to the final of the UEFA Cup. I just... Oh, it was a good year. That was a, a good, good year. year for football. Yeah, I just... Growing up, I always remember Middlesbrough being in in the league and I think there needs to be more teams from the North East because um, Northerners... Them kind of Northerners, like North Easterners, are just jokes. Um, hence why Newcastle is in my squad in my uh, Premier League because, again, Geordies are just jokes and it's such a big city that it makes sense that they have a team representing a big city um, which is the same reason why I've put Nottingham Forest in because again Nottingham Forest have a, a massive history and Nottingham is a fairly big city and it doesn't make sense that they don't have a club representing such a big city in the Premier League Oxford United simply because I'm from Oxford that's it Yellows Yellows <laughs> Portsmouth, again, I've got fond memories of Portsmouth being in the Premier League. I remember Peter Crouch playing for them. I remember Harry Redknapp being in charge. Who I just love Harry Redknapp. And he did great things at the club. I think they won the FA Cup one year. Or the League Cup. They did. Yeah. They did. Fond memories. Uh, Reading. That's about 10 years ago now. Yeah. And they had, uh, what's his name? The thingy player. The oh, what's his name? Thingy's brother. Sully... Oh, I was going to say Sully Montari. Oh yeah, he was a he was a player as well. Um, Boateng, Kevin Prince Boateng. Oh yeah, yeah. now plays for Barcelona. Does he? Yeah. I thought it was at AC Milan or something. No, uh, so Barcelona signed him until the end of the season. I think oh, I can't remember who from. I can't remember if it was Genoa, somewhere like that. Cool. Uh, I put Reading in there because Reading uh, were probably the most local team growing up in Oxford, the most local team to make it to the Premier League. I think. Uh, Southampton, because I just like Southampton. I had trials for them as a kid. Um, Yeah, same, same. Been to their stadium. It's a nice stadium. I just like Southampton. Sunderland, because um, they're also Northern and I watched their doc. If you haven't watched their documentary, I definitely recommend you watch it. I've never seen something that just goes from bad to worse throughout the whole documentary. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, most documentaries and films have like a happy ending, but this just gets worse and worse. It's so funny. <laughs> they it's even good do, though. It's, it's 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 compelling. Yeah, they do these like slow motion moments where like they could score this penalty to like save their like run in the league or whatever, and they'll slow mo the penalty and he'll miss. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Swansea again because I like teams that wear all white, um, and you got to have a Welsh team in there just because for some reason Welsh teams play in the English Premier League. Um, West Brom, so I got a lot of family from West Brom. And West Ham because, you know, Amers and that, you know, Green Street, simply because of films I've seen. And I currently Basically. live in East London, so, like, yeah, it makes sense. So that's my Premier League, my ideal Premier League. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with most of them. I probably want to put Bradford in there. What's your beef with Bradford? Um, I've got no beef with Bradford. It's just 
that would be making room for Tottenham. Who, Fair enough. Who have brought me some memories. I mean, that partnership of sort of Keane and Berbatov and and Jermaine Defoe banging goals and and yeah. legends such as Paul Stalteri and Timu Tainio. Oh, Timu Tainio. Oh, oh, what players. Yeah. What players. And I remember that um, oh, Eric Edmund. Now, the only thing about Eric Edmund that happened in his Tottenham career was he scored a goal from about 40 yards at Anfield. I remember Done Eric nothing Edmund. else. Was he young? Done no, I don't know. I don't. To be honest, after he scored that, I didn't really care. <laughs> it's anything he'd done in a Tottenham shirt. Rick Edmund. I'm kind of yeah. frantically trying to Google him now. Yeah, if you Google him, Google Eric Edmund, it'll be the first thing that comes up. No, the first thing that comes up is a random Facebook profile. Oh, strong. Strong. Maybe I spelled his name wrong. Anyway, so you yeah, should... that that's my, my ideal Premier League. Um, Again, let us know who's in your ideal Premier League and why. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, Dan, another thing that uh, we said we should talk about. Um, I don't really know what I have to say on it. Uh, it's about uh, racism in football. Uh, obviously, England went away to Montenegro recently, and you know there was some horrible chants from the crowds at a few of our black players, including some really young players such as Callum Hudson-Odoi, who had his, made his first England start and suffered that. Um, Sterling's been affected by it a lot in the past um, and has been pretty mature about it and done very well to kind of silence the the racists and the critics. But um, one person in particular who's been affected quite a lot by it is Danny Rose. Um, he made the statement, I think it was earlier this week, that he may retire from football um, in response to it. Uh, what do you make of this, Dan? Well, yeah, I, I sort of read the article and it said that he can't wait to finish playing football. Oh, okay. And it it comes to something when someone has to sort of think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be, and I, I don't know, I don't know, you know, why it is, but we seem to hear a lot more about racism in football at the moment. Yeah. Um, there was two championship players uh, yesterday that um, have been racially abused. I, I think one was online and one was on the side of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to be happening more frequently and I don't understand why. Um, it seems like we're now going back in time. Yeah. I never, I never, I never thought that it was eradicated. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get idiots that, um, I, I would, I would call them something stronger. Um, but I just don't feel like it's worth their my time thinking about what to call them. Yeah. Um, and it, you're always going to get them people. Um, and for whatever reason, feel that it's necessary to discriminate people by the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no time for it. I think there should be stricter punishments. Um, I mean, we are, we're living in a day and age where, you know, especially me, well, me and you, we live in a very 
multicultural area. We've come from a multicultural area. Um, and it, it shouldn't be tolerated. And I feel like football, the governing bodies, maybe tolerate it a bit too much. And that, and I only say that by the way they hand out punishments. Nations, nations that you know, you know, they can't control their fans. Are you talking about? Yeah. So, so like Montenegro, for instance. You know, they'll, you know, UEFA look into this, and then they'll give them a thirty-five thousand, you know, pound fine, and. You, you sort of wonder why, what's the point? It's mm. you're charging a company, you know, and players, players will get players will get fined more for dissent. Yeah. And you're saying that a country should pay less for racial abuse. I, it, it's dumbfounding really. Um, I don't. Re- I don't really know what else to say to you. It sort of shocks me that this happens. But it, it's a real um, shame because I think you know there is a bigger problem in society to do with racism, um, and I've kind of more optimistically seen football as something that doesn't maintain that those kind of backwards thinking ideologies because you just look at football teams and it they're so multicultural in themselves that you would think there's less reason to have racist views in the world of football considering football is so multicultural but yeah I think there's definitely a bigger problem in society I I don't really know where not where I stand I know where I stand on it but I don't really know what should be done by the FA I don't know if say a, a high profile player like Danny Rose quitting football because of it would help or not Part of me thinks it possibly could. I'm not encouraging Danny Rose to quit by any means, but I'm wondering if, you know, that will make some people think again. I don't, I don't think it will. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's an issue within society. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Danny Rose did quit, it would feel like a win for them. Yeah, I hear that. Because I don't feel like it's a... As, as scary and as sad as this is going to sound, it's it seems like these people thrive on it. Yeah. That that you know what I mean. It's not. <clears throat> there's no excuse for it, and I feel like that they. I mean, they're doing it to get a kick, or they're doing it to. to you know, insult someone more. You know, sort of. More so than you know, more, trying to do it more than they can. Do you know if that makes sense? Maybe play like a bit and, of a psychological game on top of. Yeah, and I, and I think that's it. And I feel like with a statement like that, I mean, I I completely get where he comes from, and he doesn't need it. And sort of football is supposed to be this, you know, all coming together, all happy, you know, rivalry type thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if he does that, if he does quit because of this it will send out the message that they can't, people can't be stopped. Mm. Um, and that the, the, 
and that we don't know what the answer is, really. Yeah. I, I think more teams should walk off. Like the, um, the entire team should get up and yeah. and walk off. Yeah, I think more teams should walk off um, because I think that then that way that will show solidarity. And I think it will also force UEFA as a, as a governing body uh, or the FA if it happens here or when it happens here, I should say, to force their hand a little bit more because that's going to show that there's more power. Yeah, I like that. I really like that idea. Um, but uh, is it? I feel like it's an educational thing. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy that we're saying that in 2019. Yeah. If I'm honest, I quite like your idea of the solidarity. If any professional footballers are listening, if your team suffers any racist abuse or chance from opposition players, fans, staff, whoever it may be, just together get your whole team just pick up the ball and walk off the pitch because I think that that will make a real stand and I think that's it I I think and at that point it doesn't matter about points it doesn't matter about wins it doesn't matter about losses I think all that matters is that you're showing these these fools that they will not win Mm -hmm. and and because of their actions, you know, however many people will suffer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's not not to sound like, you know, I'm brushing it under the carpet, but I think that's all that needs to be said because we're wasting, like, you know, these these people are being spoken about so much and I don't know if that's one of their aims. Yeah. Is to be in the limelight but let's not give them that limelight ultimately that's the one yeah okay thanks for that um i think that would do it for part two uh, join us in part three where we do this week's quiz on former premier league teams <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to part three of the generic football show um so in, time for the quiz it's time for the quiz indeed um so in part two uh, i spoke about my ideal um premier league which featured a lot of clubs that aren't actually in the premier league anymore um and also in part one we mentioned uh, huddersfield and fulham who've just been relegated from the premier league so altogether, that's kind of created the theme for our quiz today we're going to be asking each other questions about former Premier League teams and relegated teams. Yeah. And currently, what are the scores, Dan? I think it's three each. So you've, you've come back from three down. Yeah, it's a bit Istanbulish, isn't it? It's a bit Istanbulish. <laughs> Take that. Or it's a bit uh, Wembley, West Ham. Wait, no, you didn't come from three. Did you come from three nil down? No, no, we didn't. Oh. Do you know we'll just edit that out later, buddy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll just edit that out later. Error. Um, so, uh, do, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. Yeah, hit me, baby, one more time. Um, so, so just just so we're aware, my uh, my questions are from the 
um, they start from the 95 to 96 season because that's when the Premier League format went down to 20 teams. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, can first question? Yep. Is um, <clears throat> two teams have been relegated? Who? Who? Sorry. Who are the two teams that have been relegated the most from the Premier League? Since the ninety five ninety six season, um, and I'll tell you what, you can have one incorrect guess. I've got three guesses. Who's been relegated yep. the most? Uh, oh, I'm gonna go for. Um, Crystal Palace. That is your first incorrect guess. Ah. Oh man, I'm thinking maybe a. I'm gonna go West Ham. That is wrong. <laughs> ah. I, I feel like you're gonna kick yourself because I thought that this was probably one of my easiest questions. Really. Um. Sunderland. Oh, of course. And West Brom. Oh, West Brom, man. They've both been relegated four times. I should have probably known that. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, well. Okay. First question for you, Dan. Um, So, there are nine teams which competed in the inaugural season. So, the first season of the Premier League in 92 to 93 who are now still competing in the Premier League, or at least they are competing this season. Can you name five of them for one point? <sighs> Manchester United. Yep. Liverpool. Yep. Everton. Yep. Arsenal. Yep. Chelsea. I made that far too easy, didn't I? Um... I should have the said, can you name four. all of them? Yeah, the other four. Tottenham. Yep. Uh, wait, is this that have never been relegated? No, some of them have been relegated, but are currently playing in the Premier League this season. Uh, Manchester City. Yep. That's seven. I wouldn't say Fulham. I wouldn't say Cardiff. Cardiff I not say Huddersfield. Cardiff in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how many have I got? Seven? Yep. I don't know why I asked for five. I should have just asked for all of them for one point. <laughs> uh, it won't be Wolves. Nope. Right. Um. Oh, I'm stuck. Uh, it's mid-table. Uh, it won't be Leicester. Uh, 
it won't be Watford. So West Ham. Nope. Oh, I don't know the other two. Uh, I'll give you the other two were Southampton and Crystal Palace. Ah, oh, well played. Uh, Not even Newcastle are in it. Wow. Nope. That probably would have been my next guess. Cool. Hit me with the next question. Right. So, next question is um, in the... Uh, sorry, actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it like this. So, in the 2007-2008 season, yep. Derby County conceded the most goals during a Premier League season. How many did they concede? And I will give it you within six goals. In six. Uh, I'm going to go straight in and say they averaged, let's just say, two and a half goals conceded per game. If we do 2.5 times 38, that would be... Ninety-five sounds like quite a lot, but I'm gonna go for it. Ninety-five. <laughs> I gave it you within six goals. Oh, I've missed out by one, haven't I, or something? No, you got it right. Oh, get in, son. They conceded eighty-nine goals. Oh. <laughs> That'd be an average of about 2.46 per game, I'm guessing. Oh, well, well done, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm proud of myself for that. Okay, Dan. So, the highest scoring game in the Premier League finished 7-4 in the 2007-2008 season. But which two blue-wearing former Premier League teams featured in that game? <laughs> oh, you know this, don't you? Uh, I know this because this is infamous for Chris Kamara's commentary. <laughs> yeah. When when Anthony Van den Boer got sent off, mm-hmm. um, and he completely missed it. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go and watch it on YouTube. It's unbelievable. Uh, it was Portsmouth from Reading. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah I made these questions too easy. I always do this. All right, um, two one. Right. So, Andy Johnson has scored the most goals for a relegated team in the Premiership. Yeah. How many goals did he score? I will give you within two goals. First of all, Andy Johnson played for Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah, and I'm guessing I'm just gonna go straight in and say 14. Oh, no! It was actually 21. Oh, he's got 21 ga- goals for a relegated club. Yeah, that's got 21 mental. goals for a relegated club. Wow, I was so far off the mark. This has not been a good. <laughs> this has not been a good game for me so far. Okay, two one. Question three for you, Dan. Like you're gonna know this. Is it question? Yeah, it's your question three. 
Wait. Uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Your question free. Okay. Um. Okay, so Blackburn Rovers are the only club to have won the Premier League and not currently compete in the Premier League. But what year did they last get relegated? Oh, did they last get Oh, that's a good question. Um, so they had, Rock, they had Roque Santa Cruz in the I think he joined him in the 07. And they were pretty good that season. 2011. So are you going which 2011 to 2012 or 2010 to 2011? 2011 to 2012. Oh, you're correct. <laughs> yes. You know, people, so you know what people are going to do listening to this is think that I worked out when Roque Santa Cruz joined to when they were to when they were got relegated. When really I just worked out when Roque Santa Cruz got rele- uh, got got there and then just guessed. <laughs> you guessed right to be fair. Um three one. Right, okay. Oh, get this. How many different Premier League how many different teams have been relegated from the Premier League? And this is again from the ninety five, ninety six season onwards. I will give you this within six. Many different teams. Um, uh, it's ninety five, ninety six. So I, I know in total there's been about fifty different Premier League teams, but that was since ninety two. Bearing in mind, some of them teams have been, like Sunderland and West Brom, relegated four times. Yeah. And some teams have gone down and come back up. Ooh. Um, This is going to be a complete guess. I'm going to say 26. Ooh. No, it was 38. Oh, man. Do you want me to go through all the 38? Go on then. Palace, Middlesbrough, Forest, Sheffield United, Norwich, Leicester, Ipswich, Man City, QPR, Bolton, Sunderland, Barnsley, Charlton, Blackburn, Watford, Wednesday, Wimbledon, Bradford, Coventry, Derby, West Brom, West Ham, Wolves, Leeds, Southampton, Birmingham, Reading, Newcastle, Portsmouth, Burnley, Hull, Blackpool, Wigan, Cardiff, Fulham, Villa, Stoke, and Swansea. Boom. Damn. That's a lot of clubs. Why did I go for 26? I should have thought about that a bit more. So I, I think I've lost, Dan. I think you have. We might as well just do the last last few questions for Vance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Well done. Um, yes! Hey, I quite like this question. I should have done it earlier. Uh, which team is currently the lowest placed former Premier League club? AFC Wimbledon. I was going to say bar AFC Wimbledon. Bar Wimbledon. <laughs> who like folded and changed. Uh, 
Swindon. That's a very good guess. In fact, Swindon Town are currently 10th in League 2. Oldham Athletic are currently 11th in League 2. (laughs) (laughs) So the correct answer is actually Oldham. Wow. You were very close. Strong question. Strong (laughs) question. Right, okay. My last question. Mm Mm-hmm. Who scored the highest number of points and was still relegated? And how many points did they get? Um, it was West Bromwich Albion in 2004 to 2005 and they finished with 32 points. That's wrong. What? Oh, That's wait. Wrong. No, sorry, I did that the other way around. I got all excited and thought we had the same question. <laughs> no, the answer is West Ham United. And they finished with 42 points. That's correct. <laughs> you know what? It's because my question five was which former Premier League team stayed in the Premier League with the fewest amount of points. And I got excited and thought that's what you just asked me. So I just gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was West Brom with 32 points. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I do have a spare question though. I really like this one. Um, I'm going to give it you. So Liverpool... <laughs> begins with an L and ends with an L. Can you name the two former Premier League teams whose full name begins and ends with the same letter? A great question. Right, let's think about this. So their full name, so oh. if, say, let's say like Ipswich Town, if it was Nipswich yeah. Town, then that would count. And you know what? I know you've got the list in front of you because you just read out the 38 clubs, so you're not allowed to look at that list. I'm not. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. Uh, right. I am going with. Oh, this is horrible. How many guesses do I get? I'm going to give you, well, to be fair, you should be able to work it out before you even make a guess. Yeah, but I was just going to guess. You're not going to guess Ipswich Town. I'm not, you're (laughs) right. If you told me it has to be Nipswich. Um, Right, Uh, so I'm going to go. Here's a clue, York City never played in the Premier League. Nor did Thanks, Northampton buddy. Town. Thanks, mate. Done me a good one there. Done me a solid. Um, it won't be like a Wednesdale Sheffield. Won't be Norwich City. Won't be Ipswich. It won't. No, I, ju- I don't know. I don't you know. to tell you? Um, yeah. Aston Villa and Charlton Athletic. 
good question. Yeah. So if you'd have led with that one, I'd have been in all sorts. I should have. Well played. So you know what that means, don't you? That you've somehow taken the lead. You know, there was doubters out there. There was there was doubters out there that, you know, I was struggling. I'm really annoyed at myself because some of these questions I'd put down and then I thought, oh, that's too hard. So I like changed them a little bit and kind of gave it away. I can't believe the first question I asked you for five clubs. That's ridiculous. I know. You've done really well there. I'm so proud. Oh, when so you said five, I was like, I'm taking that before he says anything else. <laughs> yeah. Right. And on that note, buddy, I'm going to go. Nice one, man. Thanks, Dan. Been an incredible episode, and I hope you all enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed it. Yes, likewise. Have a good evening, man. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye.